0: A voice that calls life from unexpected places, barren lands will flourish with new creation. There's one who is searching for the pure in heart, waiting to find those who will trust. So, what choice will you make? Because it may feel like choosing between life and death closer. All he has ever offered us is life. Messiah! You see, God has come to the most unlikely people, urging them to follow, asking them to trust. The stories have been told for centuries. The wait is nearly over. Today, our Savior is born to bring light into dark places, to be the voice in the wilderness, to call you to come home, to bring joy to the world. God has chosen you and he does not make mistakes. God's timing is not our timing. His love is not our love. He's turned his love into flesh and blood and for that, we rejoice, Emmanuel. So don't wait, don't pack, don't plan, just go. There is a world lost in hunger. There is a world lonely and wandering. And he has called us to go and tell them. Go and tell them what God is doing. Go and tell them that God is coming. Go and tell them. God is
1: Y'all make some noise for the Lord tonight. Amen, amen. How many people are excited to be here? Make a little noise. Hey, we're excited that you're here. Look to somebody to your left and right. Tell them Merry Christmas. Hey, we're going to continue in service tonight as we do. We're just going to sing a few Christmas songs. We're going to worship. But uh, for the next few moments, let's just enter into the presence, amen. Let's say a quick prayer. Lord, we do lift you up. God, we thank you. For your son, we thank you for Jesus being born, Lord, so he could make our lives whole on the cross. Lord, we thank you, and tonight we want to respect you, we want to worship you, and we want to lift you up. Lord, we love you, and we say all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Let's worship the Lord this
2: the same
1: One more time every voice.
3: Maybe you go ahead and have a seat. Any of the young children want to come up and just sit up on the stairs? We just talk about the Advent candle. You can send the young children up here. Come on, um, kids, and come sit with me. Hallelujah. And now that everybody's sitting, if you have a few extra seats by, you can kind of hold up your hand and wave at the ushers. we got people in the overflow tonight. And so as the ushers look around, there's a few seats around those raised hands and we can squeeze a few more people in. Just come squeeze in, kids. Man, everybody's looking good tonight. Any, What is tomorrow? Easter? Oh, Christmas, Christmas. Anybody excited? Yeah. Well, I know Pastor John's been talking to all you kids about the Christmas tree and what it represents. Tonight, we're going to talk about the Advent candle. I'm going to ask you some questions about it. But uh, So how many of Get open Christmas tonight on Christmas Eve. Anybody open it? Oh, you get open them early. How many have to wait till tomorrow on Christmas Day? Okay, that's old school. That's the way it ought to work, right? Not be able to sleep all night, happen to wait. Okay. Well, let's look at that Advent candle, kids. And first of all, at the bottom, there's some evergreen, and it's in a circle. Can anybody think of what that might stand for, the evergreen and being in a circle? It's a what? Wreath. It's a wreath, and what does that green stand for? Us, that'll work. But that green, green, like life, like Pastor John talked about the Christmas tree. That green just represents all the life, everything God created. But it's also in a circle, and a circle represents eternity. That means God is goes on forever and ever. A circle doesn't have a beginning or an end. But that pink candle, does anybody remember what that stood for? Yeah, what the middle. No, the pink one, the very first one we lit. Starts with H-O-P-E, hope. That's it. It stands for hope. But we're doing good. Amen. But, you know, that's called the prophecy candle, and it represents hope because it was the hope that Christ was going to come and be the Savior of the world. And those other candles, the second candle we lit, that's called the Bethlehem candle. And that kind of represents peace, and it wants us to help prepare the way for Jesus and, and make preparation for Him. And the third candle was the shepherd's candle, and that represents joy because the shepherds got real excited when the angels showed up and said that Jesus was going to be born, and they got real excited. And then the last one is the angel candle. When the angels came, and it represents love. So those candles represent hope, peace, love, and joy, everything that Jesus is all about. And so that's what that Advent candle is all about. And now the important one. On Christmas Day, and we're going to do this tonight uh, for those of you that can't come on Christmas Day, but that white brand represents what? Jesus. What's that? Jesus. Jesus, that's right. Because he's the, ultimately the hope of the world. That's what Advent's all about. And so if we have a. We'll light that one tomorrow. We'll save it. All right? And this guy wants something. What are you thinking?
4: Presents.
3: Presents. He's been tapping my shoe all night. Are you going to get some presents tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. All right, he's good. He's got his glow stick ready to go. Amen. Well, kids, Pastor Travis here. I want him to read the Christmas story. He's up there ready to go. Okay, let's listen to the Christmas story, all right?
5: Okay, this is from Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 2. Here's what the Bible declares. It says, It came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered... The census first took place while Quirinius, something, was governing Syria. <laughs> I went over that ten we times. We gave him a
3: hard time relating up to this. We knew he was going to stop.
5: Verse 3. So we all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judah, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was at the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Now they were in in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which, we will all, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill towards men. All right,
3: kids. Here's what we're going to do the rest of the night. That's the Christmas story. When we head back to our seats, we're going to watch another little version of the Christmas story that some kids told. And then at the end of the service, when you have your glow sticks, if you haven't broke them already, at the end of the service, we're going to break our glow sticks, and we're going to hold them up, and we're going to sing silent night. So that's kind of what we're going to do. We're going to have communion in just a little bit, too, and to kind of celebrate communion. So what do you say we give all the kids a big hand for being so good tonight? And we can head back to our seats now.
4: Came to see Mary. She was doing laundry. Just a little more and house. And then the angel disappeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, "Mary, you're gonna have what? I can't say it good. Mary, you're gonna have a baby. I, you're gonna have a baby, and you will call him Jesus." And then Mary was like, "I'm not gonna have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married." Then. The angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey, (laughs) a camel. Oh yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay, the keeper said. We have no rooms, literally no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a stable, and then he just pointed the way and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, and then they saw angels. The angel said, "A new baby is get, getting born, who is king of the Jews." The angel was singing, Gloria. And then the shepherds said, "I think we should go there and meet him." The second I think said, "Yeah, I agree with you." And the other said. Yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wise men heard about it, and then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one. I have at home some diapers and (laughs) some wipes, some milk, some shoes, some Jordans, gold Frank, and Latimer. And I don't know how it would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's going to be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby i ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is going to change the world.
3: we're going to sing a song and prepare for communion. And you got these little individual cups. If you don't have one, if you hold up your hand, we'll have the esters get you one. But you'll basically just peel off the top. There'll be a little wafer there, and then you'll have the juice below there. But uh, if you don't have one, hold up your hand. We'll sing a song, and then we'll do communion together.
6: Love incarnate, love divine. A star and angels gave the sign And bowed to babe on bended knee The Savior of humanity And unto us a child is born down
1: No, Be heartless thing. Thankful for that tonight. Come on, if you know these words, let's lift it up. Every voice and every heart for Thou, O Lord, Thou, O Lord. And I. Come on, let's sing that out tonight. The Lord, we sing.
3: sit back down. Let's just say a prayer and come into agreement. Father, we want to thank you for what this time means, Lord. Lord, not a hope that a football team's going to win or a hope it's going to rain to water our garden, Lord, but a hope that's based in facts. Lord, that you love us so much you sent your son to die for us. And we thank you when we take this communion, Lord, we can have a new start. Lord, we can be forgiven of anything and everything. And Lord, we can invite your spirit to come live inside of us. Lord, we just want to thank you for a a kind of a restart tonight. And Lord, an opportunity just to stop in the midst of all the busyness and just sense your peace, Lord. That's what it's all about. Lord, we just want to give you praise tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Just go ahead and have a seat. Amen. If you can get your communion together and and if you can't figure out how to open it, ask one of your children. Yes. But I think if you pull it down, you can get the wafer out, hopefully, and then lift it up for the juice. But as you're holding that wafer, first of all, as we take communion, you know, this time of the year we get busy, we're in a frenzy to get everything done and We try to find the perfect gift for our loved ones, and we fight Texarkana traffic and try to get through the stoplights to get around with all the crazy busy people out there. And it gets, we work ourselves up into a frenzy a lot of times, especially us adults and parents. And this is a time when we need to stop and kind of ask ourselves, first of all, Jesus didn't ask us to celebrate his birthday in any special way. You know, I kind of wonder if Jesus is upset that his birthday's on Christmas or not. How many Christmas babies we got out there? Any Christmas babies are close to it? You got a few? Amen. All right. But you know what he did tell us to remember his death. And and that's what communion is about. I mean, we're celebrating Christmas, that baby in the, you know, in the manger, but ultimately he went to a cross, and for a time in my life, that's the only Jesus I knew was kind of the the little beat up Jesus hanging on a cross, but He's not on that cross anymore. He came off that cross, and He's alive right now, and He wants to live in our hearts. And so as we celebrate communion, we're going to remember His death, the Bible says, until He comes back again. And that first Advent candle, you know, we celebrated the four weeks coming up to Christmas with those candles, and that first one represented hope. And His birth had a lot of promise. Many prophecies were fulfilled in His birth, but many prophecies were fulfilled at His death also. And, but his death, the power of sin and death, was broken. He defeated death, hell, and the grave when he rose from the dead. And in Romans 6.10, it says, he died to defeat the power of sin. And at Christmas, we give each other's gifts. But at Easter, we got the ultimate gift. It says in Romans 3.23, people are made right with God by his grace, which is a free gift. And that free gift is available to everyone in this room, no matter how. You can't do enough to earn God's love and grace. I mean... He came to this manger, not for the rich. You know, He came for the broken. He came for all of us that needed a Savior. He came to give us hope, and that's the best gift we could ever have. And, you know, maybe you're still hoping last minute to get to an open store and get your last last gift, but, you know, this, this gift is the best gift of all. And I'm telling you, it's for everybody. It'll do the job. It's the only perfect gift you can have, and that's the gift of Christ. And that's what we're celebrating right now with communion. And that Advent candle represented the coming of Christ in his birth. But, you know, there's another Advent, and that's when Jesus comes back for those who know him. And if you don't know him tonight, I mean, you might know about him, but know him. Have him in your heart. We're going to have a few testimonies in a minute. And I really want you to think about that because you need it's a gift. And the thing about a gift is you have to unwrap it, you have to experience it for yourself. You have to invite Christ into your life. And so let's grab the bread right now. And this represents his body that was broken for us. And when that body hung on the cross, it was beaten. It was beaten and broken and bruised for our healing, for physical healing. The Bible says, by His stripes we were healed. If you're sick tonight, we're going to believe that you're going to be healed. We can believe that. Is anybody in here, God's done a miracle in your life, healed you physically? I want to see some hands because I know He's done it in our family. He can do that. And if you're in the middle of something and it seems hopeless, don't give up hope, okay? Let this bread represent that broken body. So, Father, we come before you. We ask you to forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Cleanse us. Lord, we ask you to help us forgive anybody that's hurt us. We need to forgive them too. That's part of the deal, Lord. You forgave us, and now we choose to forgive those that have hurt us. And we thank you for that goodness that we take this bread in Jesus' name. And Lord, we have this juice that represents your blood that was shed for us. For it's by the blood of Jesus we can make, be made whole. Thank you, Jesus. And when he had given thanks, he said, "Take eat, for this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me." In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, "This cup is a new covenant of my blood. Do this as often." As you take, drink it and remember me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So let's proclaim that he's coming back, isn't he? He's coming back for a church, a victorious church, not a beat-up church, a limping church, barely getting along church. I'm telling you, this could be the greatest year yet for the church. It could be your greatest year. And what do you say we give Jesus, I mean, our all this year, 100%. And let's just ask for his grace and righteousness to help do that. So, Lord, we just ask you to bless this juice and help us live closer to you than we ever have in Jesus' name.
6: Christmas is the time of year To be with the ones that you love Sharing all that joy and cheer What a wonder So much fun I was sitting by the fireside Taking a walk through the snow Listening to a children's choir And songs about Jesus. The blessed way that he came. him gather around the lovely christmas tree hearts are glowing full of joy since the gifts that away.
1: make some noise to the Lord.
3: Amen. 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 I asked a few people to just come and share a testimony how God's changed their life and if the Freemans can come up and Terry and John and and you can just do a little more house light if you want as they're coming up. You know, that's what this is about. We celebrate Christmas. We celebrate the coming of Christ and, and the present God gave us, that gift of love. But you know, unless you have unwrapped it and received that gift. Uh, he's not going to change your life. I mean, church might off and on make you a better person a little bit, but church in itself is not going to change your life because that's something that has to happen on the inside. So come on up, Terry. I'll have you go first. and Just tell your name and a little bit uh, where you've been, what God's done in your life.
7: There's a lot of people here, Hey, <laughs> Hey, I'm Terry. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm a, uh, I used to be a drug addict, a drug dealer most of my life. I thought I enjoyed life. I thought I was having fun and I ended up going to jail and a preacher coming there and I just went in there to listen to him. I didn't, I just wanted to get out of the pod. He came in there and laid hands on me and I I can't really tell you what happened. All I can tell you is I've never been the same since. You know, he laid hands on me and, and, and Jesus turned my life around and I went ahead and had to go do my sentence and all that. And I got out and, uh, used to go around, drive around to churches and stop. I'd go to church on Sunday and, different churches, and I come in here, and uh, man, I said, this is where I need to be, this is where the Lord want me to be, but I came to church for a long time, you know what, but uh, I just come and sit down, I just come every Wednesday and every Sunday, but I didn't get plugged in, you know, I was here faithfully, read my Bible, prayed, but I didn't get plugged in, and I ended up going back out and getting back on drugs, and uh, it almost killed me, and I got sick. And uh, I turned back to Jesus, and he was there for me, his grace. He turned me around, and this time he's, you know, that's why I love this time of year, because its I'm not supposed to be here. I was supposed to be dead by 2011 or 2012, according to the doctors. And it's fixed to be 2017. You know, and I give God all the glory, you know, because he has blessed me. And I have a peace and a joy now. I have a purpose and a reason. I got plugged into church this time, and I started coming. And I started getting into different ministries. I found a place to serve and, and different places to serve, and I love it. Man, I enjoy it. And He's turned my life around, you know, and, and it's, just, uh, it's just amazing what he's done. And he'll do it for you too. Amen. Well,
3: Terry, if there's anybody that's struggling with some of those things that seem bigger than God, uh, what's the ministry over, and when is it they can come and be he, a part of that? He put
7: me in a ministry to celebrate recovery where instead of used to, I, sold drugs to, you know, I sold drugs to people, got people on drugs. And now I get to get people off of drugs because of Jesus. And we got a ministry called Celebrate Recovery on Friday nights at 6 o'clock. No matter what your hurt, habit, or hang up is, you know, you can come in there and get plugged in. It's a place where you can be around people who's going to encourage you, support you, help lead you to Jesus because that's where the freedom is, is in Jesus. See, one of the problems was when I went back out and got on drugs, I was miserable. I was a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things become new. I tried to go back and live the old. And I was miserable, man, because that ain't who I was anymore. I was a new creation. I wasn't going to be happy till I started following God and serving in His church. So come check us out. If you got a struggle or anything, uh, come check us out on Friday night at 6 o'clock. Amen. Amen.
8: I'm Brent, and this is my wife, Lisa. Uh, I started using drugs and alcohol when I was a young kid, about 13, continued doing it through high school, college, getting married, having three kids. And uh, it wasn't a very good life. I thought it was the only way to live. I didn't know how else to live. But God showed me a different way. And uh, what? And uh, I may have to let her talk. <laughs> but uh, I just I had a a lot of guilt and shame built up in me from everything I put my family through (laughs) and uh, I ended up in a mental hospital six times wanted to die (laughs) but God changed me and I uh, people from this church poured out love to us and helped us I I didn't have a I got down to the point I didn't have a vehicle a job (laughs) nothing and I just went out in the front yard and asked the Lord into my life and uh from that day forward, it, everything started changing. The Lord blessed us over and over. And uh, I just. My, I can say.
9: <laughs> um, mine was a little rougher. Okay, I'd been in and out of prison and jail. Um, my addiction was 27 years. Um, um, drugs was, was my God. I mean, that's what I lived for. I'd, died for. I I would do anything for. Um, I stole. I lied. I cheated. Um, I would go to jail, and I wouldn't care. It was like, okay, I'm going to get out of jail. I'm going to go get high again, you know, and I I never, I didn't finish school. I quit school in seventh grade, and I mean, it it was just ongoing, Um, um, and then I met Brent one time in Dallas, and we got together, and our addiction um, got worse because we were a team. Um, and then it went down, we got separated, um, I started living with my father, who was an alcoholic, and then Brent got saved, and he came to see me one night, and I thought, wow, you know, what does this guy have? And then he went off again, and then he came back another, no, he came back and talked to me again one afternoon, and I went home, and I thought about it, and I called him that night, and I said, okay, I'm ready, you know, and, and, uh. From that day forward, you know, the Lord has just blessed us. I mean, um, He blessed us with a little boy, which I wasn't supposed to have children. Um, blessed us with a, a very prosperous business. We have six grandchildren. Um, it's just really awesome.
8: Amen. You know, I just want to stay there.
3: You know, first of all, I just honor you as a man and woman of God and, you know, leaders and and just to be man enough to just open yourself up and lay your life out before us on kind of a, you know, kind of a you know Christmas Eve night. But, you know, I just know that's already opened up hearts. And God just wants so much to get in other people's lives. And he's knocking right now, and he's using you to knock on their hearts. And it's just a matter of them just opening it up. And it's worth opening up your heart, isn't it? Amen. Amen. <laughs> you give them a hand. I'm a John to come over. Amen. Appreciate it.
10: Hi, my name is John Flint. Thank you, brother, for sharing. My goodness, wow. Um, I'm a blessed man. Um, I have my family all here with me and from all over the planet. Um, And uh, what I'd like to, if I were going to share with a crowd this big, the thing I wanted to to think about, um, you know, I grew up with some sadness. I'd be quite honest. There was some sadness in my home. And... um, you know, alcoholism, things like that. And uh, the other day we were putting out Christmas decorations and, and I found these two plates that I had made for my parents. And uh, they were little crosses. And uh, one said mom, one said dad. And uh, what, I, what I recall from that is I was nine years old and I was not growing up in a Christian home, but I see that the Lord was pursuing me. And he's pursuing you wherever you are. He has been. All along, if you just look and see, that's what's been happening. Um, the other thing, if I were going to share, is that, is that God has given me—he made me acutely aware one, early on that that our time is short with our family, with our children, with those who we come in contact with—and um, He's giving you choices all the time. He's been choosing us, but He's also giving you choices to um, to serve Him to find joy, to choose peace. We can all find sadness if we, if we choose it, if we look for it. Um, but we can also find joy. We can choose who to serve. He's choosing us all day, every day. And he's giving you an opportunity to choose who you're going to serve. When you do that, when you make a choice, it creates new choices for you to be able to make the next time because of what you chose before. The next day, because of what you chose yesterday, you're going to have more options than you had the day before, good or bad. And so it's such a blessing that God has given us the ability to choose who we're going to serve, to pursue Him. I'm thankful for the choices that I've made, most of them, with these with my family and the blessings that have come upon me. Um, I can get sad like the rest of us, and I choose to know that God loves me, that He continues to have a plan for me, and that when when... When things don't go the way I want them, they leave. They go on the other side of the planet where because they're blessed. Um, I know that God loves them more than I do. He has a will for their life that is to bless them. And he's choosing to bless them. He's choosing to bless you. And so um, I love you all, and I pray for blessings and good choices this season. Amen.
3: Thank you, John. And John ran a little race this year. How long was that race? Two miles? It's a hundred-mile race. All at one time. (laughs) You know, as we kind of get ready to finish up the service, uh, you know, the Grants are here, and their daughter Tiffany's a missionary, Mm -hmm. along with, you know, Abby up there. But uh, you were a drug addict, weren't you? No? Didn't get out in the world? I mean, you know, one of the most powerful messages is the keeping power of God. I mean, the children that make a decision to serve Christ at a young age and, and God just has their hand on them. And I, we hear this, you know, I was in drugs and all that. But, and those are powerful testimonies. But never forget how important it is just to have your children in church to teach them the Word of God. Because I'm telling you, uh, that's one of the most powerful testimonies is those that are just staying with the Lord and, and never straight away. Amen. I want you to think before we go. We've done this the last couple years. You just ask yourself this question. If somebody asked me several years ago, several by, like, April 14th, 1981, they said, if you died today, would you go to heaven or hell? And I thought, man, you know, I don't know. Maybe I do more good than bad. Maybe I can talk my way in. I didn't really know. I was raised in a, uh, you know, Lutheran church. I went through catechism, so I had a good understanding of the Bible. And, but it was just all up here at the time, and it didn't really get down to my heart. And when somebody asked me that question, it just like really stuck with me. And I, while I'm thinking about that, he also says, we all have a hole in our life. And he drew a circle on his chest. He called it a God hole. He, can try, he said, you can try putting sports in there. You can try putting, uh, you know, girls, money. It'll never satisfy you. And I begin to realize, man, here I am. I'm, I'm playing pro football. I got a nice car, a nice girl, and I'm, there's something missing. And I realized that must be it. And he asked for a commitment at the end. He said, if you're not sure if you died, you'd go to heaven. He said, first of all, God loves you and has a plan for your life. But because of your sin, you're separated from God. You'll never know and understand that plan. And the third thing he said is Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And through him, you can know and experience God's plan for your life. I knew all that through Sunday school. But the last thing was the challenge. He said, you have to individually invite him into your life. And that's the part I didn't do. And I said this earlier, he's knocking at the door of some hearts tonight. And well, how do you invite him in, Pastor Mike? What do you do? Well, what I did when he asked for prayer, I raised my hand and I humbled myself, basically agreeing and say, pray for me. And when I did that, you know, still nothing supernatural happened. No angels come out of the sky, give me high fives. There was no bolt of lightning. But when I said that prayer, I repeated it after Him, I began to have a peace in my life I didn't have. And God began to put me on a course, and I still had choices like John said, but I began to make better choices. And all of a sudden, I look back three months, six months later, and my life is totally changed. And you know what? That is here for you tonight if you want it. So I'm just gonna ask one more time. Are you 100% sure if you died, you'd go to heaven? And if not, when I count to three, I'm going to give you a little time to think about it. You can raise up your hand. And by raising up your hand, you're saying, I give God permission to come into my life. That's whether you've never done that before. And that's the only way you can know you go to heaven. And you can, is by asking Jesus Christ to come in. That whole thing about communion, that's what that's about. Christ will come in and forgive your sins. He'll pay the penalty for our sin. And there's no other thing you can do to get right with God. And you can't wait to get, some of us kind of, well, I'll get God to get right. You got to, or I'll get right to get God, but you got to get God to get right. And we finally said it. So on a count of three, if you need to get right with God, you invite him in for the first time or get back on track and want a new start, hold up your hand and we're going to say a prayer for you right where you're at. One, two, three. And I know they're going up. Right over there, there, somebody else there. Over there too. See your hand. Anybody, come on, give them a hand clap. We're excited. See your hand, your hand. Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about. You know, the Bible says when one person repents or says they're sorry and asks Christ in your life, the Bible says all the, angels, all the angels begin to. There's a party in heaven right now, you know, and that's an exciting thing. How many of you have asked Christ in your life before? Hold off your hand and have a relationship. And that's what we're talking about tonight. We're not talking about joining the church. We're not talking about. Uh, we're talking about you get to start a relationship with God tonight. So I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. Let's say this prayer together. All of you that raised your hands that have Christ tonight, but those of you that raised it tonight at the first, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing, if you would, to stand up right where you're at, and we're going to say a prayer together. And if you stand up for God, he's going to stand up for you. This is going to take a little more boldness. I'm proud of you. Anybody else? I'm proud of you. If you raised your hand, and let's stand up and give God glory. Amen. You maybe have done this before and you want a new start. Anybody else, join with them. Let's all in this room say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I give you permission. Come into my life. Change me. Help me to be like you. And give me the power of your spirit to be able to follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Here's how we're going to close now. Let's stand on our feet. We'll turn the lights down a little low, and you can kind of get those glow sticks ready. We're going to sing a song. But those of you that raised your hand, before you leave tonight, if you'd meet me over at the cross and Pastor Travis and me, we just want to give you a little gift, a little book you can read and just kind of make it official, this prayer you said. And if some of you said that prayer and you didn't stand, but you know you need to come to the cross, just meet us at the cross, and we'll just kind of celebrate with you asking Christ into your life. Hey we, I got one more thing to say. This is kind of a, a weekend service too. So if you do have an offering you want to give before the end of the year, there's two boxes at the back door. They're on the wall. And if somebody asks me or if you'd like to leave an offering, uh, you can put it in that box or a debit machine, you can write on there and, and uh, you know leave an offering, whether it's for the Imagine More building or just your your tithes and offerings for the weekend. But otherwise we'll sing this song and I'll formally dismiss the service
2: night oh.
3: see we give Jesus a big hand clap tonight. Amen. Well, it's good to see everybody here. You can remind people that maybe couldn't make it tonight. There is a service tomorrow from 11 to 12. Be a little message in the middle of that, but just a one-hour service if you know somebody needs to come yet. Otherwise, God bless you. Peace to you. If you raise your hand, come meet us at the cross. And Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas.